It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Jim Souza. Yes, sir. What a great day for prep sports in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay. We're going to call this the state championship edition because state championship games are scheduled for this weekend starting on Thursday, Ricky, down in Benton. We will have state championship state champions crowned in baseball, softball, girls, and boys soccer. This is a culmination. This is what you work for. Uh, to make it to a championship game, that's quite an achievement. Uh, I mean, there's going to be some heartaches for the teams that get all the way there and lose it. But, man, uh, yeah, let, let's go. Let's get after it. And uh, How many sports we got? We got soccer, boys and girls soccer, baseball, softball. Yep. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Henry, we, shoes. They, they, they've not put in the belly flop swimming part of it yet, so I'm, I'm disappointed in that. But, but So I guess forward will have to work. You know, I was thinking with a few days ago, all the rain we were getting, we could have water polo and stuff like that. We could. That, but How about uh, crawdad fishing? Yeah, that's another one, too. That'd be a so, good one. Uh, but now uh, the rain has quit, and the heat is on. The it, heat it, is on. You degrees. got that right. You got that right. That, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Um, so lots and lots and lots of great action over last weekend in northwest Arkansas, the, the 6A State softball was held and the 6A state baseball was held. The softball was held in Rogers and at Rogers Heritage. Baseball was held at Springdale and Springdale Harbor. So we got a chance to see a lot of that. Henry, we'll start with you on the baseball side. How about the Bentonville Tigers, a team that went to the final game of the regular season before they were able to secure a spot in the 6A state tournament? And I'll tell you what, Ricky Fires. Bentonville has seized that opportunity. Absolutely. They, they've done it before. Go ahead, Henry. You know more about it than I do. Yeah, it, this was a case of, you know, the two semifinal games were very different. The first one, Conway against Rogers Heritage. Uh, you had a sense Heritage might have used up all its momentum yeah. and, you know, everything to beat Rogers. They, they kind of did. And they definitely used up all, a lot of their pitching because yeah. uh, Alameda pitched, Coleman McRae pitched the day before. They were down to bullpen by committee and Johnny stuff Hostap. like that. Johnny yeah, yeah. And, and Conway was fresher. They only had used two pitchers. They pitched – the guy who started Saturday, they pitched him one inning Friday, which did not mess up his pitch count because yeah. he could throw 30 pitches – on one day and pitched the next game. Well, he pitched much less than that. And then he threw five innings in a 10 nothing run rule game where Conway benefited from like 10 hits and eight walks. Yeah, the eight walks was huge. Against was huge. four Heritage pitchers. Yeah. Then you go to game number two. You switch gears, switch locations. You go from Springdale to Harbor where Harbor plays Bentonville. And what we talked about with Bentonville, they were down – to its final out, yeah, trailing three to one. But you know they always say that you know it ain't over till the fat lady sings. Right, like in pro baseball, who knows? The twenty seventh out is always the hardest one to get. Yeah, and Bentonville simply told her, "Say, hey, sit down and shut up. We got something to do here." Fat lady. Yeah. Tone it down a little bit over there. Go grab you some bench. Simmer down. <laughs> Go grab you a hot dog. Yeah. And, and it could have ended before it even started because they had a runner on it first. 
Ethan Arnold hits a ground ball to third that could have, hey, you're thinking up, over, out, it's over with. But the ball was booted and gave him just that little sliver of new life. And Bentonville went from there. Uh, Luke Crumpler hit a single and a throwing error. Harbor's second error of the inning makes it three to two. Then Keeper Pate hits a beautiful single right through the hole between short and third, two run score. Then they give up a walk. And Tony Woody says, hey, now we'll end this thing. It belts a three-run home run to make it seven to three. Booyah. Wow. Ain't that something? That's what yeah. you love about sports and baseball. I was uh, over in the quarterfinal game uh, where Rodgers was ahead of Heritage 6-3. You know, Roger defending champion. They said, okay, all right, I can get started writing on this story. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been doing this too long. Yeah, you better, better wait not. on it. Yeah. And here we go. Uh, who's our man? Jack Ham? The Ham Slam. The ham. That great Ham Bino. Grand Slam Ham, yeah. <laughs> and, man, he belted a Grand Slam. Uh, they held him off 9-8. to eight. I mean, you're jubilant. You come into the ballpark the next day. You're riding high. You're on top of the world. Then you get shut out 10 nothing. Well, it, but it's like Henry. sports go. Yeah, it is. But it's like Henry said, that was, that was Heritage's pretty much kind of their championship game because of the pitching situation. You know, they were out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Henry, I got and, and Leland, you can pop in, jump, chime in on this too if you want to. I got I got two trains of thought on the on the uh, teams getting a bye um, in the six A bracket. Um, it 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 gives them such a distinct advantage, uh, I think, uh, that I wish that I I, I almost kind of wish that that all sixteen teams in six A got in the tournament. That way, it would even it out. You wouldn't get a bye. And everybody's pitching would be equal. You'd have to, you know, be be pretty equal into it for those three days or four days of the state tournament. If if you added, you know, those couple more games, Um, just because of the, you know, you, I know, you know, being a number one seed would be is the is what you want. But I would much rather see that number one seed play the number eight seed or whatever, and it kind of would kind of balance it out a little bit. Uh, It's an interesting thing that uh, Todd Abbott. Bentonville coach and I talked about just yesterday, you know, he says we start the season and we have 15 players who can pitch. Yeah, who can who can hold a ball and who, yeah. But as the season progresses, well, the, the season doesn't last that long. So obviously, you've got a short restraining restraining right. string on that pitcher. Right. Say, hey, uh, we've seen what you did. Try again next year or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, as you know. People are asking me after Bentonville had beat Little Rock Catholic in the quarterfinals, seven to six. Do they have enough pitching? And I said, Yeah, they've got enough pitching. They brought a kid, uh, and all all they asked, he said, Give me four good innings. And the kid threw four good four innings of one hit shutout ball, and and did win that. He says, If he can get us four innings, then we can follow up with Ethan Arnold. And Tony Woody right. with the backup. Well, Tony Woody was never needed because Ethan Arnold shut the door right after that. Yeah, Leland, what do you think about that? You, do you th- do you like the buy or do you don't like the buy? Well, uh, I mean, obviously the buy is a huge advantage, yes. a gigantic advantage because yeah. normally in that first round you get the threes versus the sixes, you get the fours versus the fives, the ones and twos gets buys uh, in, in Class Six A. So it comes down to the coach deciding, and we've seen it both ways. 
does a coach kind of pitch off and maybe go with his number two guy to begin with mm -hmm. and then save his ace for that next game because he knows he's going to be going up against an ace in that second round? Or do you spend that ace in the first round, maybe try to get a lead, get him out before 59 pitches, because before 60, he can come back in two days. Well, that doesn't help him the next day. No. So there's there's a lot of, of different things there um, as far as the pitching because of the pitch count. And I love the fact that they've put a pitch count in. I like the way yeah. it's adjusted with yeah. 30 pitches or 60 pitches, 110's a max. Um, I like all that, and it, it comes down to uh, strategy and also a coach developing a pitching staff throughout that two months. Because in the 5A West, for example, with teams playing doubleheaders, there's always going to be the one guy that goes the first game, the one guy that goes the second. If he cannot go the distance in seven innings and 110 pitches, there's going to have to be some guys come out of the bullpen. So there has to be some guys developed as far as a number three or a number four. Now, what I don't like as far as the way the state tournament is set up, and, and there's really, again, two schools of thought on this. The way it's set up, very rarely in the semifinals, which is, you know, the biggest game of the week that week because that's the Saturday game before the championship game, we do not see the aces very often in the semifinals because a team just can't usually afford to save a guy two days right, right. Uh, for that Saturday. Right. But the other part of that is, again, it goes back to now you're forcing these guys, these coaches, to develop a pitching staff and maybe throw some threes and fours on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what's happening in 6A baseball. We're going to have Conway against Bentonville for the state championship 6A baseball. 5A, Leland, you and I talked about this. We didn't know if Van Buren was going to be strong enough, especially in the pitching department maybe, to make to go be able to go back and defend its championship. And Leland and I have also talked about this. Luke Weatherford is a very, very good coach, and he – he took what was what he had coming back, and he has squeezed every drop out of this group of kids at Van Buren, and they're back to defend their championship against Marion. Well, and, and again, we go back to talking about pitching. Well, in Van Buren's case with, uh, you know, Eli Gilreath and Devin Gaddis threw all of the doubleheaders in conference play this year, one and two, the first and second games. Sometimes uh, Gilreath might go the first game. Usually, I think Gaddis did in five of the seven doubleheaders. Um, so it was kind of a, uh, a pitching matchup as to who was going uh, for the other team. Right. But those guys threw all of the doubleheaders as far as starting. But then Van Buren had this guy named Connor Brady yep. that was still left who was going to college as a pitcher. But he's their catcher, right? But he's been their catcher all year because of necessity. And with Devin Gaddis and Eli Gilreath both developing into very, very good pitchers this year, Connor Brady didn't have to pitch much. I think he had pitched 18 innings going into Saturday's semifinal game. Wow. And so they, so they had kind of a luxury of having a third guy and developing a pitching staff, a third guy out there 
who could go the distance in a semifinal game, strike out 12 on 110 or on 110 or a hundred pitches. Hundred pitches, yeah. Strike out 12, give up four hits, and pitch them into the championship game. Wow, I tell you what, that just makes for a great story. Now, Ricky, you were uh, a sports writer down in Fort Smith when Luke Weatherford, uh, Northside kid, right? Yes. Northside. Went to Northside, played on some some uh, pretty good Northside teams. I believe Travis Liggett maybe on that North in the Northside program, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, they had several kids who went to what was still at that point West Art College, um, Luke being one of them. Uh, and uh, Leland and I talked about this, that Luke Weatherford was a guy that um, – when, when he stepped off the bus, he wasn't one of those guys that you looked at and said, man, that dude's a ball player, great curb appeal. But he just was a grinder. He's a hard worker. He he took what, what the talent he had, and he's not 6'4", 220. He took that talent, and he took it, Leland, as far as he could take it, which ended at Arkansas uh, playing for, for Norn Bryant. And uh, that's that kind of mentality that he had. Then he, he became a longtime assistant coach. Um, under David Lloyd at Van Buren and, uh, and learned from a good one, I think, um, and uh, has really, really elevated that program, uh, in my opinion. And they play – this is what – most teams play to the personality of their coach. And if any team epitomizes that more than Van Buren, I just don't know who they would be because they epitomize what Luke Weatherford was as a player – and, uh, and that is we're in every game until we're not, and we're going to play it down to that 21st out or whatever, uh, and we're going to make it as difficult as we can for the other team to get 21 outs on us, and that's what they do. Well, you know, for the first the t- first two games of the tournament, of course, Van Buren was the top seed coming out of the 5A West, so you think, oh, well, you know, they get a fourth seed. You know, they can kind of pitch off a little bit, except they went up against Maumel, who had a pitcher, who before he threw a varsity pitch before his freshman season was offered and accepted uh, a scholarship offer uh, to the Arkansas Razorbacks before he even threw a varsity pitch. So that's who they faced in the first round, and then they faced Jonesboro in the second round, which, which has three pitchers that are going to the Razorbacks, and they saw two of them on Saturday or on Friday. So the first three pitchers they faced in the state tournament are all going to be the Ra- the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, keep and, them here. Uh, and Leland also don't forget uh, Van, uh, that uh, Jonesboro also was the team that had the T-shirts printed up that said the 2022 Revenge Tour. Uh, but I, but I think somebody by the name of Rick Fires once said what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Revenge? They, what? They weren't. They weren't scared. <laughs> they weren't scared. They weren't scared, Ricky. They stepped in there and said, "Maybe you need to send those T-shirts on to South, uh, South, uh, way, you know, somewhere down, uh, you know, where they send, where they send teams that don't win the Super Bowl, but they have the Super Bowl T-shirts printed up anyway." Yeah, Costa Rica, <laughs> Costa Rica or Nicaragua, or, like or Peru, yeah. or yeah. Haiti, or well, and on the opposite side of the bracket, uh, of course, Van Buren is playing Marion. Yep. Uh, Saturday for the state championship. Well, Marion has an ace who's going to Arkansas State. And in the first round game on Thursday, he couldn't even get out of the first pitch inning. He he threw a walk, or he walked somebody. He hit two batters, threw ended up th- throwing 29 pitches and was taken out of the game because he just he wasn't his day. 
Yeah. It wasn't his day. Well, day. He comes now that allows him to come back in the semifinal on Saturday and he throws a complete game shutout. There you go. Over Sheridan to advance them there you go. to the state championship. That's why sports games. are great, Rich. Yeah. The ultimate yeah. reality. Yeah. My, 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 my fastball wasn't working today, and uh, today ain't my day, man. Today just, just yeah. was not my day, you know. Um, so, 5A baseball championship game is set. Marion against Van Buren. That'll be, uh, don't forget, these state championship games are going to be played in Benton Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Every soccer, baseball, all of it in Benton, okay? In 4A, Valley View will go back to defend its state championship. In 4A, they beat Shiloh Christian 9-1 in one semifinal. And they will take on the high-scoring, high-flying Harrison Goblins in the, in the championship game. Henry Harrison, I talked to, I talked to uh, their coach today at uh, Harrison, and uh, they, swing those, they swing those bats over there. If you are the person who likes – Good pitching matchups and two to one games. Yeah. If you go to Harrison game, forget skip it. it. Skip yeah. it. Go go somewhere else. <laughs> skip it. I mean, we had a final score in the semifinal game of seventeen to eleven. Yeah, they scored that late touchdown, kicked the extra point. Mm. Yeah, won it. Won it. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I, I was teasing with Eric Taylor when he posted the score on Twitter. It was at Harrison thirteen Valley or Huntsville eleven. I said. Well, they're going to kick the extra point or go for two. Next thing I know, they've done scored again. It's 14-11. Never mind. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wow. Well, they, uh, they'll have Dylan Box going for them uh, in the championship game. He's been a good pitcher for Harrison all year long, and uh, he, uh, he, uh, it should be. I don't think you'll see 17-11, to 11, but, but, but you could see some runs scored. I tell you, we mentioned Dylan Block, who's a very Dylan good – Dylan Block, yeah, not Box. Dylan yeah, Block. Very good pitcher. Yeah. But, man – uh, Matt Rodden sent me his hitting stats for this yeah, season. They're phenomenal. He's hitting 530 yeah. with 10 home runs, 13 doubles, and 56 runs batted in. Wow. Wow. That's that's, he's going to St. Louis Community College, I think, is where he said he's going. It's a, it's a junior, Division One JUCO. But there's two or three other kids that are also going to different places, one going to uh, Arkansas Tech, and I think maybe one going to Crowder, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got two or three kids that are going uh, going on to play at the next level. So Harrison, uh, now they were the this is the second time they played Huntsville. They also played each other in the uh, regional final. Um, and if you remember, Henry wasn't it was it Harrison or Huntsville that played Farmington in the district tournament Huntsville. final? And I think it was also I think Farmington jumped out to like a twelve to one lead or something, and then next thing you know, it's thirteen to twelve. And yeah, that was up. the regular season finale. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> to determine and, conference championship, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the final score is fifteen to fourteen. Fifteen to fourteen. There you go. Yeah, there one of those go. scores I always kind of don't dislike, you know, because uh, anytime you hear the numbers for fifteen and fourteen, if you're in the state of Arkansas, you immediately think of the nineteen sixty nine big oh. shootout. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so that's going to be the 4A, and and uh, and so that'll all be again in Benton at their beautiful facility. Now let's skip over to softball. Uh, big surprise, Ricky. Bentonville softball is back in the state championship game. Do like you know it. when the last time they were not in a state championship? 1883. Game? <laughs> That'd be a great show, by the way. Uh, they, this is their sixth. Not counting, not counting 2020, we throw that out the window. That doesn't count. Yes. Uh, but not counting that. But sixth, this is the sixth straight year that Bentonville softball has been in the state championship game. And Kent Early just pumping them out. Yeah. yeah. So they've won four 
The only one, only blemish in there, they lost to Cabot in 2019 in a close game, like 5-3, to 5-4, to four, something like that. Um, so they are back in the championship game. I, I was able to talk to Coach uh, Kent early a little bit yesterday, and uh, I said, you know, how do these girls, I mean, how do they, you know, the, the expectation level is extremely high, you know, at Bentonville. And he said, well, that's what we talked to them about from the, the very first team meeting we have is that there is an expect, expectation here. It's funny that you mentioned that because I did an interview with one of their star players a few years ago, maybe two or three, four years ago, and that's Zach said, we started here in August, and Kent told us right off the bat what we're going to do if you don't want to uh, do it. Uh, you know, go try something else. Yeah. They know what's expected of them, and my goodness, I mean, he's got a good system. He's just running them in there like a turnstile, championship teams. Well, here's a few Here's a few numbers for you on Bentonville softball. Uh, right. they, they have lost three games this year, all to Benton, okay, which oh, yeah. is na nationally ranked Benton. Yes. Uh, not just nationally ranked, but like in the top 15 nationally ranked Benton. Uh, so, anyway, they're 23-3. and three. That's their three losses. Uh, they have five players, six actually, but one doesn't have enough at-bats really to kind of qualify, but five players batting over 400. they They've got 40 home runs as a team. Uh, so, and, and, and their two best, and their two pitchers, their ERAs, one is the first one, Casey Wood, who's committed to go to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Her ERA is less than one, and Ryan Sanders, uh, yes. her, her ERA is about 1.0-something. And, by the way, she's a sophomore, and Casey is a junior. And most of their team wow. is underclassmen. So um, they're loaded. They're very good. They're very patient. Uh, when they played North Little Rock in the, in the quarterfinal game on, uh, thir on Friday, Thursday, yeah, no, Friday, because they do a first-round bye, uh, for the first three pitches of the game that they threw to North Little Rock, one was a first-pitch single to start the game, and the other one was a – uh, it was a 2-0 pitch that went over the left field wall. So they're down 2 nothing. four pitches into the game, three, four pitches into the game. Didn't phase them. They came back in. Casey Wood leads off the bottom of the first with a solo home run. Another girl gets on. They sack bunt her over. Next thing you know, wild pitch. She's at third. Another bunt, 2-2, two two, and they beat them 11, you know, like 11-4. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those old the shows you see where, you know, like you said, North Little Rock jumped out to two nothing lead. Like the show where you, you see a guy throw a punch at the other guy and says, huh, and the guy just sit there. Yeah. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. Um, Rick, if you've not seen, or Leland, if you, you, you've probably not had a chance to see Casey Wood play, I've never seen a, a player on the softball field play as hard as this, as this young lady plays. Um, every pitch is just all out 100%. It doesn't matter if it's if, – if, and they intentionally walked her two times, once with nobody on base. They intentionally walked oh, her after she hits wow. the home run. That's well, ultimate respect. Isn't if it? you walk her, it's a double because she's going to steal second base on your first pitch. Oh, yeah. wow! And nobody throwing her out. So basically, when you if you choose to intentionally walk her, you've just given up essentially a, a double to her. Is she one of them kids you do uh, bases loaded and you still walk her? Well, they walked her with they walked her with two on. The other okay. day, with first base open, they walked her with two on uh, to load the bases, um, and so they she she was in, hit by a pitch. She hit a home run, was intentionally walked twice, and hit by a pitch once um, in in the game. So, you know, well, what, what a great program Kent's got up there in a beautiful field, and they've done it's all is it all uh, carpet now? All turf, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. and brand new turf, practically brand new. It's only like 
maybe two years old. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. So they'll be taking on Cabot. Uh, Cabot, uh, uh, really, really, really good game against Rogers on Saturday. Ended up being a really good, very well-pitched game by both teams. Uh, um, the the Rogers pitcher, uh, Alabama, struck out, I think, 10 or so. The Cabot pitcher struck out 10 or 12. It's a really, really good game. Uh, ended up being 2-1. to one. So that's who Bentonville will play. Um, and that'll be Thursday evening um, at seven o'clock, I believe that's right, Henry. Thursday evening, uh, correct for that one. Uh, in Class Five A, of course, Benton. Uh, they're you know they will uh, they will be back. Uh, uh, Leland, what did you say? They've won sixty three in a row. Sixty three in a row. Uh, this year they're thirty one and zero. They have allowed twenty one runs in thirty one games with 18 shutouts wow. and three of those runs out of the 21 was against Bryant in a four to three win. Three of them were in combined three games against Bentonville. So right. that's just, that's 15 in the other 29 games. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, 18 shutouts. They are, they are very good offensively. They're great defensively yes. and they also are great uh, on the mound with two different yep. pitchers that kind of split their innings, but they're uh, they're a they're a very good all-around softball team. They will be taking on Green County Tech um, in the championship game in Class 5A, and then in Class 4A we have Nashville against Valley View. Uh, Valley View beat Harrison um, in the semifinals there. Nashville beat Stuttgart, so that'll be a good 4A championship game right there for softball. Uh, moving over to soccer, Rick, which is more what you have followed all year long. Um, the Northside boys are back in the championship game for the first time in a couple of years. When they beat Springdale a couple of years ago, they are back and they will take on Conway um, in the 6A boys state championship match. Uh, I can't even say his name. Mauricio? Mauricio. Yeah, yeah. The, he, he's had a good program. Mauricio Manseal. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you very yeah. much. Man, I'm from East Arkansas. I mean, if you get past <laughs> Jack or Jane and all that, I struggle with it. Yeah. But no, 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 uh, uh, nobody's uh, uh, surprised by that. Um, Perez and they get they got players up and down. Uh, like you said, I think about uh, Springdale. You know, they all kind of look the same. Yeah. They all got skill. Yep. They all got that fancy footwork, and all they need is just one more to uh, top off a great year. Exactly. So that is your 6A boys uh, championship game is Fort Smith Northside against Conway. Uh, 5A, we got Russellville against Van Buren, which is a, a 5A West rematch. Uh, Leland, you've, you've, uh, you've been kind of keeping up with Van Buren soccer a little bit, and uh, that should be a good match. Absolutely. Of course, you know, uh, Harold covered that first game, the first time that Russellville and Van Buren met uh probably what was that three weeks ago yeah. maybe a month ago now uh and russellville won that game but van buren's pedro rodriguez uh he missed a couple of weeks uh slight knee injury but he's back he had a hat trick another hat trick in the first round victory he scored two goals in the semifinal game which is his 41st and 42nd of the year which is a school record yep and is also ties him for fourth all time for single season in the state. So he's having a uh, phenomenal season. Um, you know they've uh, they've been very good. Uh, and and you talk about they were kind of one and two in the 5A West. 
Well, Conway and Northside, they were one and two in the 6A Central. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, two very good teams. Are are both of those games have teams that are playing in the championship game that was kind of expected. Yep. Uh, Class 4A, Ricky, how about the Farmington Cardinals? This is a, a pretty new program. Uh, didn't take them long to make their mark, and they'll be playing Clarksville. I can see all you guys. Raise your hand if you had Farmington in the finals. I put them down. Nobody yeah, did. Nobody, nobody did. did. Yeah. This is basically this is they started a program three years ago, and you know they had one year wiped out by COVID. Right. And so th actually, this is their second year of varsity soccer. And uh, Coach uh, Fonville, Josh Fonville, he's a quarterback coach over there. He said, yeah, um, I guess the other guy, person left. And he said, yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and coach his team. And here they are in the state final against Clarksville. Now, I wasn't even paying attention to Farmington until I was scanning the newspaper, seeing the score. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Farmington just tied Clarksville? Yeah. I mean, they didn't beat them. They tied them, which you still get a point. Right. I thought it was impressive. And um, I talked to him. He said, man, they gave us a lot of confidence. That confidence has grown. Uh, you, you and I have both seen Farmington basketball. Yep, yep. We're our boy, um, uh, Mateo Carbonell. Yep. Carbon, you know, he's a scrapper. Uh, he didn't put up a lot of points. But, man, he goes gets the rebound. He takes yeah. the charges. Yeah, he does, what, he, he does the dirty stuff. He the, does. The, 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 I guess the dirty work, the, you know, the rebound, the block out, the take charges. That, the little stuff yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? He is a phenomenal uh, player, uh, soccer player, uh, just a go-getter. And they got Caleb. Blue collar Bla guy. Yeah. And Caleb Blakely, who is their center, he also plays uh, soccer. So he got some athletes that come out there. And just a tremendous, I think it's one of the best stories in our area, a uh, school that just started. You know, say, man, man, let's. Uh, we got a couple kids over here in the parking lot kicking the ball. Let's start a varsity uh, soccer program. <laughs> Boom! There yeah, you go. There you go. So that's going to be the 4A boys on the girls' side. No surprise, really, here at all, Ricky. Bentonville West back in the championship game against Fayetteville, and especially Fayetteville too. Because yeah. I'm talking about Benton, Bentonville all year long. They'd only lost one game. You know, they had a couple ties, maybe some Tulsa teams or something. But they only lost till they got to the uh, conference finals, and they got beat by Bentonville West, and that really gave uh, Bentonville West a lot of confidence. And then I kind of shrugged it off. You know what? Well, Bentonville, they'd already won the champion conference championship, no big deal. And here comes Bentonville West. They're coming in with an eight-game winning streak. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Fable, uh here they are. You know they, yeah they they had to replace some stars from last year. But they had uh, Lauren uh, Magri back, uh, Carolina Bertolato. Man, I, I, I love how the way she plays. She's one of those girls who was reserved last year. You know, like senior, next, yes. next, next athlete up. Your turn. And she, uh, yeah, hey, girls, your turn. And she has been a star for them. And uh, I'm kind of surprised, but I shouldn't be because the top heavy of this, you know, they had about four or five good teams in uh, soccer in the 6A West this year, but it's going to be Bentonville and Fayetteville, Bentonville West and Fayetteville again, and I just can't wait to see how that one turns out. And then cl in Class 5A, no, uh, no surprise here, Silent Springs girls, they're always good. They're always a threat to win a state championship. They are back in the state championship match. That will be played, and they will take on Searcy uh, for the state championship in Class 5A girls. Uh, class 4A girls, Valley View against Pulaski Academy. And uh, in Class 3A, it's going to be Harding Academy uh, against Episcopal Collegiate 
um, for the championship there. Lincoln boys made it to the semifinals, got beaten in the semifinals, but what a great season for the yeah, Lincoln boys. 40, yeah, absolutely. Good deal. Yeah, one thing I know we talked a lot about this during football season, the private schools. Yeah. And now with equity points and how some of the football schools are moving up in classification because they got all these equity points. Well, Pulaski Academy, they're fixing to move up to 5A next year. They've got the the uh, maximum 10 allotted or something like that. Yeah. They're going to go to 5A next year. Harding Academy, who is in the 3A girls, well, they're going to 4A next year. They've already got yeah, enough equity points, points yeah. to move up. Uh, Episcopal does not. It, there we are with another private school. And the two noted ones, with Salem Springs girls winning, they beat uh, Little Rock Christian in the semifinals. Had Little Rock Christian got all the way to the championship game and won it, they would have moved up to 6A. Gotcha. And Lincoln, who also – no, it was not Lincoln. It was Lisa Academy. Lisa, the, yeah, right. The, it's playing – but they beat CAC's boys to keep – CAC from going up to 4A. <laughs> so, so yeah, we have a – in our soccer, we have a lot of private schools there. But I'm telling you what, you don't hear as much fussing about soccer as you do football. No, you do not. So Lisa Simpson's got her own academy now? <laughs> yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope. It, it, it's a little bitty place. I actually drove by there, the Lisa Academy – uh, is that some a reason. person's name or it, what? Does it stand for something? It's, it's L-I-S-A something. Yeah, it oh, stands yeah. for something. Okay. And their campus is up there in North Little Rock off of M McCain Mall. Oh, uh, okay. Up that, okay. that area. Just a little bitty place. I just happened to drive by it one day when uh, I was up there just touring around and with my wife. And I said, oh, so there it is. Now, okay. before we close this week's show, we also want to let everybody know that Henry – Took a little break to come join us on the podcast today, but he's been over at Fayetteville covering the Heptathlon Decathlon, um, which started today on Wednesday yep. and will wrap up on Thursday. Um, if, if you've never seen though that uh, that event or whatever you you know what multiple events, but that that event I guess, that competition that competition <laughs> uh, it is a ten events for the boys, seven for the girls. Is that Correct. right? Seven for the girls. Um, it is a it is a challenge of uh, who can do all these different sports the di different events inside that competition the best uh, high jump some shot shot put uh, hurdle events uh, you know all, pole vault pole vault, pole vault yes. part of that uh, and so ten events for the boys seven events for the girls uh, Henry who are some of the some of the athletes that, uh, that that you think will be in the mix for that come Thursday afternoon for the championships in the boys I thought the highest returning person was going to be Peyton Durning of Ozark. He's a no-show, however. Okay. So now I think it's wide open, but one guy that I know of that caught my eyes, I got to see him perform in the Class 5A state meet at Van Buren, was a kid from BB, Adrian Caranca, who okay. set the uh, uh, Class 5A state meet record in the triple jump, also won the 400 meters I think he'll be up there. Uh, did a little story on Caden Callahan from West Fork, yes. who finished 12th last year right. as a junior. And what always jumps out, he does 12th finishes, and he doesn't even have a track to practice on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. At West Fork. They have to make shift things on how he can perform. Yep. Does the pole vault in a sand pit. Yeah. So, 
I think that's on on the uh, boys' side, the Cathlon to look forward to. On the girls' side, Layla Reese from Cabot, very good-looking athlete. Uh, Vic Rimmer, the girls' basketball yeah. coach at Fayetteville, pointed it out. Very good athlete. She finished third last year in the heptathlon. I think she's one of the favorite. But keep an eye out on Anna Woosley from Anna Ozark. Woosley. That's right. That's so, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the one thing Vic told me. He said, you know, we were sitting there talking in, in the press box. He said, you look here, all these guys are fast. Yeah. They can run. They can jump. And the girls are all long and lean and stuff like that. Good athletes. Good athletes. And they're fixing to get tested over the next two days, especially in 90-degree heat. There you go. So Henry is over there covering that over at Ramey, Ramey Junior Ramey High. Junior High, and uh, that will wrap up the high school track season um, mm -hmm. for us. So baseball, softball, so soccer, championship games in Benton this weekend. The heptathlon, decathlon going on right now today and Thursday at Fayetteville. So that uh, that will put a cap on the spring sports season and the school year as a whole. But then we do spring football practice, right? Well, that's. Yeah, that's what's going on right now. Is, oh, it is, is going on yeah, right now. That's okay. what's going on right now. So uh, that's about all I've got for today. Henry, what else you got? little basketball notes. A little basketball uh, notes. Uh, okay. we, we've had some uh, coaching uh, changes gotcha. along the way. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Lincoln has named a new boys basketball coach. A familiar name, I A think. very familiar name. Josh Farrell, okay. the son of David Farrell, who was go. at Paris. He will be the new basket, boys basketball coach at Lincoln, yeah, replacing Lincoln. Tim Rich, who's now just going to be classroom duties as a teacher gotcha. only. Going teaching only, okay. And also a couple of weeks ago, I found this out. Uh, Bo Tillery has been named the new girls basketball coach at West Fork. Gotcha. He was at Ashdown, and he will replace Rodney Self, who's, who's now with the football. Going back to the, be the head football coach again at Correct. West Fork. Uh, so that's what's going on there. Uh, so that's uh, uh, Leland. You got anything else to add? Well, I am. I am not a member of the Mutual Admiration Society. Okay. But we'll I want to give a that. shout out to uh, to Rick Fires for his Player of the Week that he does every week. Okay. Tremendous job there for boys and girls. He does that throughout the school year. Yep. And just does a tremendous job as he has always done. And then last. Um, of course, last Wednesday, Henry covered the meet of champs, and in Thursday's paper, he had just he filled up just about an entire page with his article, and also, of course, I just love track agate. Yep, yep. And looking through that, and of course, he's going to have the same thing for the uh, the uh, hep heptathlon and decathlon, which I think is probably the mark of the. I think the winners of that can truly be classified as the best athlete in the state. No doubt. Because of the events involved. And, you know, you look back at the history of who's won that, and it's a pretty it's a pretty good indication of, you know, probably who is the best true athlete in the state because, uh, gosh, Richard Brothers won it twice yeah. in a row. Chris Smith. Um, yeah, so it's just some tremendous athletes that compete in that. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing the – because it's a two-day event. Now, was Sarah Pfeiffer a champion, or was she? I'm not sure, but she still has the uh, record for one of the records in the, the heptathlon. Okay. And one, I think it's a shot put. Okay, okay. All right. We have had some great athletes there. So we'll be back next week uh, to recap state championship games. 
um, and uh, kind of put a cap on the on the high, on the football, on the uh, sports season for the year for the 2021-22 school year. Maybe take a little little sneak peek um, at next school year. Leland, you and I were talking about this yesterday that the north side south side football game that originally was going to be played on that Thursday week of the first week of the football season now been moved back to Friday. Is that correct? Yes, week zero. Week it's going to be on that Friday. Yep. So uh, we'll have a little bit more football news to talk about next week, too, in addition to wrapping up the state championship game. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Sousa for Rick Fires, Henry Apple, and Leland Barclay. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.